Greetings, ladies and mendigants, and welcome to this latest episode of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY. The links to all the stories will be down below, and as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider subscribing. Story number one, Alien Minds, written by Crumb JD. There was a lot of excitement in the telepathic buzz of the Triscus Ambassadorial Corps as the human ship drew close. Even the Tkarche d'Affaires was broadcasting more than a bit of excitement, and normally he liked to maintain an air of utter unflappability. Still, who can blame him? The humans really were exciting. First off, it seemed like they might be mentally capable, but just psychology, that level of compatibility was rare. Not just for the Tusks, but for any race. In fact, it was more common for two species to be so different that they couldn't even agree on the basic facts of the universe. Find names for all of each other's emotions, or agree on absolutely basic standards of behavior or morality. Trade between species could exist, but it carried out by trained and closely supervised personnel. For the most part, that was close to the two races would get. Of course, some worlds existed in different species mingled, but they typically managed that by simply foregoing all laws. The resulting societies never lasted long. They'd become havens for drug production, slavery, and silverware misuse, or clock manufacture, and eventually a more powerful polity would glass them. That was a shame. When two species could get along well enough to work or even live side by side, they reaped enormous benefits. To start, they doubled their territory and military might overnight. The longer term, they were tremendous economic and scientific rewards as different aptitudes of different races meshed. That was why the ambassadorial corps ended up acting like a bunch of deranged matchmakers forever searching for the one. To overextend that metaphor, matching with the humans would be like finding a real love connection with a beautiful heiress who had a great sense of humor. Human technology was just incredible. They were one of those races that could build things of mind-boggling complexity. The ship of the Ambassadorial Corps was meeting with a good example. It contained weapons, conference rooms, crew rack facilities, and much besides. The Trisks couldn't even translate the language most races that built ships like this. Kree was distracted from the thought by appearance of the objects of his professional affection, walking through the semi-permanent passage that connected the Kree and the human ships while negotiations were ongoing. The young engineer didn't broadcast his first emotion upon seeing them. They definitely were only like a beautiful heiress metaphorically. Kree had known that they were bipedal and bilaterally symmetrical. He'd even seen pictures and videos of them, but in person, they looked wrong. They were so stretched out and unstable looking, if one would stop imbalancing for even an instant, they'd surely collapse instantly. Not that it seemed to bother them. Kree had assumed that they'd move by sliding the feet forward, but no, they had a stride similar to the Trisks, lifting one foot entirely off the ground and moving it. In fact, it didn't stop there. They seemed quite content to take both feet off the ground and jump or fall forward. For a moment, the Kree tried to work out the calculus of it, but that was a losing proposition. Broadly speaking, their limbs were first-class levers, and they moved a bit like an inverted pendulum. But it was all too irregular. They moved their arms and legs and even centers of mass as they walked, throwing off the balance of their movement. Or rather, it would have thrown that balance off. They shifted by tiny increments so smoothly that they never wavered. 
He couldn't keep up with it all, and for the first time, Kree wondered if he'd handed an impossible task. He was supposed to figure out how they built the mighty ships. He was wondering if they did it by being way smarter than the Trisks. It doesn't affect the weapons. Kree was no expert to the human vocal patterns, but even his limited training said the engineer was talking to was angry. Well, that was fine. Kree was also angry when he'd stepped aboard the ship and been given a small device to translate his telepathic broadcast to something a human could understand. At that moment, it hung around unlit by his breast, or rather, it glowed in a portion near infrared humans could see, but Trisks couldn't. The color meant anger to humans. It's an electrical system, of course it has an impact on your other electrical systems. The weapons are isolated. They have their own power plants, then. What? No, I mean they have backups, but I already showed you the annihilation generator. It runs everything. And what do your words mean if they are interconnected? He meshed his phalanges, then they affect one another. He wiggled some phalanges, but not the others. They all moved. The telepathy converter had shifted a deep green. Confusion. Okay, yes, sure, they're linked after a fashion. I mean... I guess a big enough shock to the third cargo bay auxiliary light could, hypothetically, propagate to the weapon systems, but that you're talking about. The human trailed off, his expression now looking exactly like the pre-mission examples of confusion. Kree broadcast an emotion that translator couldn't handle, causing it to ripple in quick rainbow pattern. On the one plate, it was astounding to be moving in such a mental sink with an alien being, but a balancing plate, the human seemed utterly mad. Or at least their engineers were. He hadn't dealt with the cooks or lawyers. Apparently, the cooks and lawyers were great. The cooks had worked with the medical and biological science officers on both sides to come up with foods everyone could eat blended out in the traditional ingredients of both races. The lawyers, meanwhile, were pounding out a simple framework of law that would allow trade and military support, almost instantly while simultaneously holding the potential to extend to a full joint colonization or exchange of citizens. Kree learned about this during the weekly meeting of his diplomatic mission, and it made him resentful being the only black mark on the otherwise glowing field of shiny progress of the charged affairs broadcast inquiry and asked, and engineering. The humans are, um, they are friendly, happy to answer all questions, quite comfortable to interact with. I feel I'm already starting to learn their methods of non-verbal communication. I feel there is nothing that should be hold up our relations. But, yes, but their technology. Kree held back from broadcasting his frustration for a long moment before deciding he might as well be honest and letting go in a rush that made everyone else in the meeting lean away from him. They're nuts. I don't know if it's some manner of obfuscation or something deeper, but they can't seem to answer any question about how their technology works. I mean, they can tell me the concepts easily enough, but if I try to get interactions and interrelations, they spout madness. I ask for an example how the forward armor impacts the integrity of the main conference room, and the human just looked at me as though the words didn't translate. Kree drew a deep breath and then continued. However, he didn't understand the words because he said that they will always say, it doesn't, which is crazy because the conference room is the biggest void in this ship, and their armor is the heaviest part of this ship, and it's nearly as far as you can get from the main thrusters. The combination of factors must be the biggest structural issue in the whole ship. I presume you explained that. 
I shouldn't have to. It's very basic engineering. Still, I pointed it out and asked again, but he just talked about load-bearing structures and whatnot, and how they were strong enough with or without the room. It was as though you shouldn't even think about a great whacking void in the middle of your ship when designing all that. The charge de affairs emitted a mild consternation and disappointment. Still, you say that it's not an issue. Let us know if it becomes one. Later, Kree held his telepathic translator up to the guide. Perhaps the humans could describe it without resorting to nonsense. Tell me, how does this work then? The blue reflecting curiosity was sending out. Okay, sure, that's really simple. Your telepathy isn't anything terribly complex. You just broadcast your emotional state in a low-frequently amplitude-modulated radio waves. So that, he gestured to the device, is basically an antenna, a programmable chip and a screen hooked together. Dead simple. Practically frequency ships as ending out without intermediary. Yes, yes, but more specifically, tell me about the battery, the antenna, and the screen. The human shrugged. That was the gesture the Tusks couldn't translate. It almost seemed to herald their madness. Something along the lines of, That's a detail I'll disregard for no reason. I intend to explain. And indeed, the human answered, They're standard. How can that be? You've only built 20 or so of these things, and are you telling me that you've already had them standardized? Hmm? No, 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 of course not. They're standard for other things. I think the antenna is from a mobile, the battery is a standard flash rechargeable solid-state electrolyte, and the screen is a thin film OLED normally sold in disposable displays. The antenna hooks into the display in the battery with a programmable board, normally sold by hobbyists, where 3D printed the basic parts. You are saying that none of the major parts were designed to work together. The man shrugged and the Kree had to suppress an urge to punch him. Not specifically, the man answered with length, in a general way they are. That makes no sense. Here. Kree opened up the battery compartment and eyed the writing on the back of the battery. If I'm reading your language correctly, this is a 6.8 volt, 4,200 milliamp hour battery. Are you saying that the board takes 6.8 volts of power and the ideal duration cycle for the screens was structured around 4,200 milliamp hours? Eh, the board was a little lower power, if I recall correctly, but we put a resistor in and the 4,200 is actually a bit much for the screens. It probably hasn't run low on you yet, it's kind of heavy. Alright, so these things perform rather poorly in a system, but you sort of just slapped them together, Kree said in triumph. Here now, they work well enough. The human sounded offended. Kree was rather proud of himself for picking that up from the being's tone. He also didn't blame him. No engineer wanted to have their work insulted, and this one knew enough of the details of the emotional translator that Kree suspected that he'd been on the design of the device. He was quick to soothe. No... I agree, they are quite ingenious, and it's a marvelous way to solve the engineering problem. It's just... Kree looked down at his translator to see the new color suffused its broadcast of pulse of fear. I'm beginning to believe that you might have built your whole ship this way. What? With standard batteries, resistors and such, how else would you build a ship? Those parts are... He even trailed off looking for a metaphor, which apparently he found. They're like parts of a body. What? How? Well, okay, you've got a hand... The human looked at Kree hand, which admittedly wasn't terribly similar to the human's from a morphological perspective. A sort of hand, anyway. Now, when you want to pick something up, you don't estimate its weight, estimate just how much force it would take to propel your hand over to it, calculate it all, and pull back your hand with the object. 
Figure out what the weight and effort will do to your body as a whole and how much oxygen you'll burn by picking it up and then start breathing heavy if you're going to need more air. You just use your hand and pick the thing up and everything else handles itself. Krikri was silent for a long time. He blinked seven times, keeping each eyes lubricated. He took 27 breaths and his heart beat 35 times. He broadcast confusion and it made the translator around his neck glow in perfect green. At length, he stated... And that is exactly what I do. The human engineer had hurried them both to the medbay in an attempt to find the ship's doctor while he explained the concepts he only half understood. Humans, it turned out, had two forms of muscle, two nervous systems, and different parts of the brain to control different parts of the body. Even what they did control was barely thought about. They didn't do any calculus to move, or consciously estimate the weights of things they wanted to move beyond light and heavy. Humans were practically symbiotes in their own bodies and it was deeply creepy. So wait, you can close your eyelids intentionally and when you blink you don't think about it. Kree asked the doctor. Yeah! Well, now I'm going to have to do it for the next few minutes. The engineer complained illuminated exactly nothing. Yes, the doctor answered. He then asked a question of his own. You still control basic processes when you sleep? Of course. Their brain and heartbeat were the Trisks' really experience when they were asleep, and that was a slow, automatic sifting of memories and experiences from the previous day. Kree cast a pulse of discomfort at the idea of sleeping without a connection to the physical world. How could one distinguish between distorted memories and reality? But surely you have automatic reactions. Kree paused an affirmative. Chemical things. I don't explicitly control the production of enzymes and acids in my digestive system. They are produced by glands that react with the presence or absence of sugars and whatnot. Electrically signaled things. Those I must think about. Wait, the engineer said, raising his voice in a single excitement. Gregory wondered if he'd considered his tone before adopting it. If you have to think about all the stuff all the time, like the interactions between your heart and your legs and your balance and everything, is that why you're always bugging me about crazy interactions in unrelated ship systems? They are not, yeah, I get that, but to us they sort of are. I mean, your ankle bone is connected to your shin bone and all of that, but we don't really think about that all the time, and that's how we build our ships. But you do think about that. Rikri considered and then bobbed his head in a way that he'd hoped the humans would interpret as a nod. Just so, I suppose. We do break big problems down into smaller parts, but not so, uh, compulsively as you. And seeing it as all a system, that's what makes your tiny ship so insanely performant and durable. We thought that it had tech or tricks that we didn't, but you probably just work out every last interaction. And you understand the mad labyrinth you pile up. The human let out a low whistle. It was some sort of emotional expression, presumably a potent one, but not one the Kree had been trained in. The human clarified somewhat by speaking. Think about what we could do together. I bet your species could work bugs that we've never seen out of our designs, or you could suggest some truly impressive improvements. Kree did his nod like thing again. You would see your way around problems that would block us for years, or even cause a project to be abandoned. We couldn't have built a telepathic translator so quickly. The Kree elevated his heart rate and breathing oxygenated and the compounds rushing into his blood as the excitement triggered a fight-or-flight response. A union, a union between species would be very but as extraordinary as the diplomatic corps had dreamed. And then some...
End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed. If you did, please consider supporting the author from the link down below. Otherwise, if you wish to support this channel, there are numerous ways to do so, like liking, subscribing, and possibly even becoming a patron. Otherwise, the easiest way would be to share. And until the next video, I hope that you all have a good one, and I'll see you then. Cheers.